are now within 72 hours of kickoff. Jaguars Bill Sunday, 1 o'clock on CBS 47. It should warm up for kickoff. Maybe the sun will come out, but the temperatures will at least be in the upper 50s, Dan, low 60s. What a weird week around here. It's been so cold. Just getting ready for Buffalo. I mean, that's what you got to do. You know, the Bills are coming. The Mafia is coming. We've put out a hit on the Bills Mafia, a friendly hit. I'm not talking about, you know, murder here. I'm talking about we're just going to steamroll their franchise. Don't look at me that way. Here we go again. Why are we getting salty already? Salty already. It's all fun. It's a fun playoff game between two long-suffering franchises and one that we're all looking forward to. Unfortunately, it comes to an end for one team, and that one team is going to be the Bills. It should Sorry. Be. It should be. Eight and a half point favorites, something like that for the Jags. And uh, I think there's a lot of confidence. We've been around the locker room the last couple of days. Uh, no doubt the Jags, we think, on paper have the better football team. Um, they've had the better statistics all season long. Uh, point differential, all those things you want to add up. But they still have to go get it done. Do you sense a confidence uh, as much as I do in that locker room? I think I do sense confidence, but... I'm just curious to see how they play. Uh, coming back home, playing those two games on the road, not to make excuses, but they, their situation has been sewn up since, you know, week 15. So, in essence, the Niners game didn't matter. The Titans game didn't matter. Real proud of them the way they played the Titans game. Would have liked them to win it. Offense, a little bit concerning. Going to have to play better on the offensive line. Cam Robinson will be back. I think Marquise is going to give it a go. So, healthy team, no excuses. You're a better team. you got to go win the game. It's a playoff game, man. It's what it's all about. Healthy team, motivated team, uh, I think a focused team. I think, you know, we kind of liken these last couple weeks for them to, to what we do, whether we're doing a live broadcast or a tape broadcast. And if you tape it, you know you got another run at it in case you mess up. Yeah. Uh, the Jags have been in that situation the last couple weeks. Uh, they knew they were playing January football. Unlike Tennessee last week, Tennessee knew it was winner go home time, 99% chance for them. So uh, now the bullets will be flying for real for the Jags on Sunday. Now it is winner go home time. That means the focus just automatically goes up. Doesn't mean they weren't trying. Just means the focus and, and the urgency to win is there and elevated more than it was the last couple of weeks for these Jags. But you said it. It's a healthy football team. I yeah. mean, to get to January where they are and have Marquise Lee banged up but maybe coming back, Alan Hearns banged up but probably can give it a go for more plays than he did against Tennessee. Cam Robinson's playing through some stuff with his abs, but he'll be able to get through it. Fournette might be the healthiest he's been in the last two months. It looked like he picked up the pace last week. Even Doug Marone said that on Thursday. Uh, this this team and the defense has remained healthy really all year. Not too many teams get to this point, Dan, and remain that healthy. They have been blessed that way. And, you know, there's an old cliche saying, uh, big-time players make big-time plays. And we have a lot of big-time players. So it's time to step up A.J. Boye. It's time to step up Jalen Ramsey. It's time to step up Calais Campbell, Yannick Ngakwe, uh, all these leaders on the defense, Telvin Smith. Um, if you're a big-time player – this is uh, Keenan McCardell told me this week in the locker room. I tell my guys, you want to get noticed, make some plays in the playoffs. So uh, they know what's going on here. It's also the only game in town. Nationally, it's a chance to improve your brand. So there's a lot of little things working, but the bottom line is to come together as a team get a victory, and get get off to Pittsburgh. Well, one of those guys you mentioned, it'll be very interesting to see how much of a factor he can be in this game. Jalen Ramsey, as good as they get, but 
Tyrod Taylor doesn't seem to throw to his receivers very often. His favorite no. targets are the running backs out of the backfield and also his tight end, Charles Clay. So how much of an impact will Jalen Ramsey, A.J. Boye, be able to make? You caught up with Jalen Ramsey for a few questions in the locker room on Thursday. Um, you know, I'm not too sure. First experience at the NFL playoffs uh, for myself and honestly a lot of guys on this team. So, um, you know, we're going to take it in together. But at the end of the day, we got to go out there and uh, we got to play ball. We got to execute. We got to do what, you know, we're preparing to do. Is it something the guys talk about at all? Or, <clears throat> you know, do you rely on the veterans who have been in it or not necessarily? Uh, I mean, a little bit, but not necessarily at the same time. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, we kind of see what it's like, possibly uh, see if we can get a grasp of how the environment is going to be. Um, but at the same time, we don't want to think too much about um, – the atmosphere and everything like that. We got to really focus on what we have to do during the game. What was it like going against Kelvin Benjamin in practice at FSU, and what do you expect on? Uh, you know, I was a, I was a, I was a little freshman, young freshman, <laughs> and uh, he was a junior, uh, big time dude on our team, uh, one of the leaders, one of the captains. Uh, just to be honest, he used to beat our ass in practice. <laughs> uh, to keep it real with you. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> But it helped me a lot, helped my growth, um, you know, guarding them all the time in practice. I got better throughout the year. Um, and, you know, I haven't <clears throat> had the opportunity to play them in the league, but, you know, I, I would like to say that I've gotten, you know, a lot better since that little freshman I that so. I used to go up against, uh, <laughs> he used to go up against. Um, and I still, you know, respect his game, and I think he can definitely make plays um, as you watch him on film do all the time. So I'm excited for the matchup. Yeah, he's excited about seeing Kelvin Benjamin again, and you heard him say that, you know, Kelvin uh, was the big junior captain at FSU when he was a, what he's called himself, kind of a tiny little freshman. So um, uh, he said, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm a little bit better now than I was then. You know, interviewing Jalen today, I just uh, always amazed at how big he is. He's a big guy, big angular, long guy, and uh, versus AJ. Who always puts that hood up and kind of is, you know, kind of a little small, but two guys who are just, you know, big time ballers for this football team. Now, listen, we think Jalen Ramsey is probably the best corner and maybe the best corner in the NFL, but stats are going to show this year. AJ Boye is having an historic year. Yes. When it comes to passer rating against he him. He didn't allow a touchdown pass. Things. No touchdowns. Not a one. Less yards. Yeah. Less yards per catch. All those things. A.J. Boye is a probably, I was thinking this today, maybe the most underrated guy or least appreciated guy. Uh, now listen, he's going to a Pro Bowl, so he's getting his due. But we talk about Calais Campbell, rightfully so. He's made an impact. Jalen Ramsey, Telvin Smith, all these guys on defense. And we mention A.J. Boye, but Boye came in with that huge contract and he delivered a career year. Yeah. I mean, he deserves a lot of due, and I also believe he's made Jalen Ramsey better this year because Jalen is looking at that guy and saying, hey, that's how you be a pro. That's You know, you learn from that guy a little bit, studying tape. Jalen's even acknowledged that. So uh, they're two different style guys, two yeah. different personalities, but they've learned a lot from each other, and, boy, they said they want to make each other better. They've certainly made each other really They have, better. and I think in, in AJ's had a tremendous year, and he's a great player. The reason why I'm more of a Ramsey, you got to remember who he covers. They've made the conscious decision to put him on the best receiver the other team has and, and leave him out there. And, uh, and that's not taking anything at all away from A.J. Boye because uh, I, they couldn't be more happy with – he's earned every penny of that big contract. There's no question about it. So I always – you know, when we start 
arguing about who's the MVP on this defense. And you can make an argument. I wouldn't debate you if you said Calais Campbell. But I would say give Jalen Ramsey consideration. I think he's so good that teams stop looking his way. And if he takes away that team's best receiver, it almost cuts the field in half. And it makes it a little bit easier to play defense. Tennessee probably ran 60-something plays last week, whatever it is. I have mm-hmm. no idea. They threw at him twice. Yeah. That will tell the story. They're, Just don't they're, get bored out there, Jalen, because right. Tyrod Taylor could keep that play going, and he may sneak one past you if, you if you try to sneak in and make a play. That's right. And that did happen to the Jags against Russell Wilson in that fourth quarter, so mm-hmm. keep an eye on that. Hey, one other storyline here. Uh, Shot Khan is in town this week. Yes. Doesn't usually come in town during the whole week. You know, might come in Friday yeah. or Saturday, but he's been here the entire week. Soaking it in? Well, why not? (laughs) He's waited six years for it, and you know he loves it. And um, what he's done with this franchise, how he's impacted the city, all those things everybody knows. But what I go back to, Dan, is the decision that he made. Tom Coughlin, Doug Marone, Dave Caldwell. And uh, you're going to hear an interview in just a couple moments about Tom Coughlin and why he made that decision, what went into it. But I just remember early in the year, he got a lot of criticism. There's like, no way that's going to work. Right. Everybody around the NFL, not here. Uh, well, maybe a little here. But everywhere around the NFL, I was like, what are they doing? How is that going to work? Tom Coughlin being an executive for the first time. Doug Marone, I mean, who else was going to hire him? And Dave Caldwell probably should have been fired, some people would say, instead of giving an extension. And Shad Khan's made it work. Well, here we are. <laughs> it's playoff week in Jacksonville. Yep. How cool is that? Doesn't get any better. Okay. <laughs> it's been... You know, whatever, 10 plus years in the making, and uh, uh, I think it's great to see it come come together. You don't usually spend the week in Jacksonville on a game week. You're here this week. Do you feel the vibe in the building, in the city? Well, you know, I've kind of felt the vibe this season, frankly, Um, you know, as uh, the season has kind of gone on. and. um, there's always optimism and hope, I think, at the beginning of the season, and then, you know, it kind of fizzles down. So uh, uh, it's been wonderful for it to kind of sustain and even the momentum kind of grow as the season went on. So. This place sold out in an hour. Yep. Put more tickets on sale, tarps come off. Yep. What do you think that means? It's been a conversation point across the country, but especially here in Jacksonville. But what does it mean to you? Well, it means that, you know, I think fans are ready for it. I think uh, it's wonderful to, you know, have the hottest ticket here in Jacksonville at Everbank. Um, You know, I think they're selling for what, face value, five times face value. So, um, and, but the Bills fans and certainly our fans, I think, deserve a playoff game and both teams have worked hard to get here. All right, I'm going to show you something. Yeah. Let's see if I can pull it up real quick. Ready? Yeah. Do you remember this? Jaguars is going to be the hottest ticket in the business. <laughs> I, I you said at your introductory news conference. Well, this week it's the hottest ticket in the business, okay? <laughs> so it's finally happening, okay? Yeah, a little bit later than I thought, but uh, six years later it's happening. So. <laughs> Do you remember that, that news conference, though? And, and how, yeah. What was your thinking there in, in kind of bringing up that ticket? Well, uh, because, you know, what is the goal? And I think uh, um, the self-image and, you know, with all uh, uh, the rumor mongering and what have you that had kind of gone on, it was like, you know, what 
what our objective was a little bit different than what the narrative was at that time, you know, so. Um, and uh, L.A. Do, loomed large, obviously, at that time. So, uh, and um, it's hard to turn around a football program. I think, uh, uh, frankly, even harder than I thought. So, um, it's you know what we had to do, or we have to do, is really get fan interest, but not the way. Uh, typically you would expect which is a sense of entitlement hey come and do this or uh, it was like we're gonna have an experience that you want to be part of and really earn their I mean our whole thing was we want to earn people's business I mean all my life uh, it's been um, we want to add value and we want to res be respectful of the customer you know, so. And you said it took a little longer than you thought, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, to get to this point. Absolutely. But, but yeah. does it make it any kind of, I mean, is, is the cliche of, well, it's worth the wait, or is, does well, it feel good right now more I, than I, you I, thought it would? I, I, yeah, I think uh, the lows are lower and the highs are higher <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, in football. One reason is that uh, it's so visible. You know, your uh, success is visible, but it's short and fleeting, and, uh, you know, uh, your failures are visible and, uh, you know, the song might have ended, but the melody kind of lingers on. <laughs> uh, and uh, this is, uh, you know, what makes the sport fascinating uh, is there is competitive balance. And uh, so uh, we want to enjoy this moment and, uh, uh, and our goal is have something that's sustainable. I think that's what makes really there are very few teams that can do that, you know, that are all competitive over the long haul. Do you feel like this is kind of just bubbling now? I mean, do you feel that sense with what the city's doing and what you guys are doing that this could just be the start of something? I think so. I think uh, uh, for us, we want this to be a force of good for Jacksonville. Uh, and, um, you know, really from the day one I've been here, it's we need to use this as an engine to have the growth. And um, I felt, you know, really as I've gotten to know Jacksonville very early on that we're not living up to our potential. The resources, the people, power we've got and everything else, I mean, we should be doing a lot better. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting that you talk to people now on economic growth, whatever, what's the first thing they would do? Get a professional team in there, okay? Uh, today, 2018 you know, now, uh, that is a model, you know, that people can embrace. I mean, for us, we've had this for a while. And uh, so uh, to realize the potential, I think, is exciting. That convergence can be really strong, right? And Absolutely. Powerful. Absolutely. And I, I think be powerful and also, you know, build a fro program, football program. It's sustainable. You know, it's, it's not a flash in the pan and uh, uh, that, uh, how we manage players, uh, the veterans, uh, uh, the rookies, the salary cap, and more importantly, the leadership, I think, is very important. I was at the Super Bowl earlier this year and the yeah. draft as well, and you brought Tom Coughlin in mm -hmm. and Doug Marone and kept Dave Caldwell. Yeah. And a lot of folks, you asked, what do you think about this? What yeah. do you think about yeah. this? They're like, I don't know what they're doing in Jacksonville. Yeah. How, how much doubt was there about what you did earlier in 2017? Well, well um, you know, this is not a unique idea, and it's almost always failed, okay? So, uh, t but for me, I felt this was the right thing for us. And you would know, uh, you know, you would know all the examples it hasn't worked. But 
And really, I felt I didn't know Tom well till really the process started. And obviously, I knew Dave well, and I knew Doug well. Uh, but I felt that this was the right thing for us. And but really, I didn't share it with anybody till literally within minutes of the thing happening, because um, um, uh, you know, with Tom, I'd. Exp uh, uh, you know, getting him on board in this capacity, and then Doug with Tom, and then obviously uh, with Dave, uh, that I felt that this was the right way to go, but really not overthink it. And, and the reason is very simple. I, Tom is unique. I mean, he was the founding um, co-chair. I mean, whether you like it or not, he won two Super Bowls with the Giants, but I felt that, you know, the teal blood ran through his veins. I mean, he was a guy who was emotionally uh, attached, and he would, uh, at this, I mean, he has one agenda. So uh, a lot of reasons the structure has not worked, because people aren't aligned, they're not tied at the hip, and uh, you end up with a lot of human tendencies. Who's getting credit, who's getting blame, who looks better, who looks worse. And here it was just one agenda, winning, you know, so. Why do you think it's worked? Uh, because of the people. They are aligned. The reason it's worked, they're focused, all focused on winning and not who's getting the credit. How, I think of Dave Caldwell mm -hmm. and a lot of people, like, you need to rip this thing up and start all over. Yep. Or I think of Blake Bortles and mm -hmm. everybody had him gone and yep. now he's having a bit of a resurgence yep. here in 2017 season. Mm -hmm. it, it feels like you like that story where you've been and, and where you've come from. You like the guy that kind of had his back against the walls or bags almost packed and now all of a sudden look where what they're doing now. Do you like that? Well, it's, it's not a question of what I like, okay? <laughs> I mean, uh, what I like is winning, okay? So how do we, and you having a winning organization. And you got to remember, a winning organization is winning on the field, but you have to win off the field too. You've got to make a positive impact in the community and you've got to be able to generate enough money to invest in the facilities and uh, pay people to attract the people. So, um, so it's, if you're just winning on the field and don't do the right thing for the community or don't generate the money, you're still failing. It's not sustainable. Um, so uh, to me, what I want to do is, you know, have the complete winning package. And uh, so what parts are working, what isn't working, picking and choosing is the important part. The perception of outside the building mm -hmm. compared to what you guys sometimes talk about inside the building, mm -hmm. like Bortles, for instance, yeah. how different? Can that be? You hear the noise. Yeah. Right? Well, you know, to me, you can hear that, and once in a while, you say, "Ooh, you know, I didn't think of that." But a lot of times, uh, so it's good to get a thirty-five thousand foot view at times because we're close, uh, you know, so close. Um, but uh, you know, just because there's noise doesn't mean you know you you follow follow the herd. I think we have to do what we think is going to help us win. You're going to sit in that suite, I think, mm -hmm. uh, on Sunday. Yep. What will the emotions be like? Well, uh, emotions are, you know, we've come a long way, and now we have to get past here, win, to hopefully move on to Pittsburgh. And have a repeat performance there. <laughs> <laughs>
do you really yeah. like? I mean, sometimes you go into these situations, say, "Hey, this is a step in the process." Yeah. I mean, are you confident this team can win three games and, and get to the promised land? Well, I think uh, you know, I certainly have every confidence in them, and uh, uh, if you don't have confidence, you shouldn't be in my position. Okay. Uh, I uh, so I mean I I you know I think they believe that and if they don't believe it they shouldn't be in the business. And I think too that everybody accepted their roles. You know what I mean? Tom Coughlin. Everybody said, "Well, he's not. He, he he's going to have to coach." Yeah, by week well, eight. <laughs> yeah, well, Marone welcomes the exchange of ideas with him, and they those two have a great relationship. Tom loves working with Dave Caldwell. And Dave Caldwell has accepted um, the roles that they have. And Dave Caldwell, listen, a lot of people think Dave Caldwell doesn't do anything. That's, that's, that's just not correct. You know, if you talk to Tom, he will tell you, or Dave, uh, but Tom's more forthright. He'll tell you that, hey, man, we exchange ideas, concepts all the time. So uh, Dave Caldwell still has a huge say in this organization. I don't care what anybody says. This is a business, and coaching is kind of the business, where ego often gets in the way. Yeah. And so the fact that these guys, these three guys, not that they're all coaches, have checked that ego at the door, uh, that's what Shad Khan just said. I mean, really, probably why it's worked is they've been able to say, hey, I don't care who gets the credit. Sure. Let's just win football games. And they've accomplished that. Now, I will say this, Dan. Uh-huh. In Miami, the first year Bill Parcells came in, mm-hmm. it worked. After that, it did not. Why? So uh, I think because they drafted wrong. Uh, if you go back, and I forget exactly who they drafted, right. um, I can't remember, but if you go back and look at the drafts right after, mm-hmm. they didn't draft correctly. Well, it's one thing the Jags have done is draft correctly. Jags have their best streak of drafts in, in franchise history probably, right now. And they're also very young still. Like yeah. They almost don't need to draft unbelievable next year because yeah. they've got a lot of the core already put together. So they're in a different situation. I was just bringing up that example that sure. it has happened where somebody has done well the first time this situation has taken place, but it didn't materialize. And it's the ultimate goal of what Dave Caldwell wanted to do, Shad Khan wants to do, and now Tom Coughlin and Doug Marone is sustained success. This can't be just a, hey, one-year dip into the playoffs. They want to do it five, six, seven years in a row. Well, look, uh, I'm so excited for the game Saturday. And it's weird, I hate to admit this, and I shouldn't, because right now our total focus should be on the Buffalo Bills, then the Pittsburgh Steelers, maybe even the New England Patriots, who knows. And I, I love it. I love it, love it, love it. But, man, I love covering this football team in the offseason, too, because I'm so intrigued about how they position the puzzle pieces and who they draft, where they draft, who they sign, how they sign, how much they sign for. I love that stuff, too. Well, one of the best parts of this this change this year with 10 wins and the playoffs is the offseason storyline now changes. Yeah. It's not going to be the same old storyline, so we'll see how that uh, all You may not even go to the draft this year. Well, we might not. We might not go to the Senior Bowl. I know. Who knows? I mean, uh, Blake you might Bortles, be busy that but week. But the biggest offseason story will be at quarterback, Blake Bortles. How sure. much do they invest in him? Do they just stick with the $19 million? receiver Allen Robinson but we're going to talk about that hopefully in a couple more weeks right we got football game we're ready for it should be a lot of fun pep rallies on Friday place will be crazy Saturday and the electricity on Sunday in Jacksonville should be off the charts seriously the hottest ticket in the NFL playoffs this, this weekend, weekend yeah. is in Jacksonville Florida uh, for two franchises that have been waiting this for a long long time shows all weekend long we'll see you at the stadium Everbank Field on Sunday catch the Action Sports Jacks Pylon podcast for Dan Hicken I'm Brett Martin have a good weekend everybody